0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Rubber Muscle Podcast. I'm your host and your boy, as always, TJ. And today, in this episode, it's going to be a rather quick episode, as you well, you should know that because you've clicked on it and you can see how long the time is. I'm actually recording it right now as I'm talking, so I don't know how long it is, so I don't know why I'm going to explain that to you. It is another solo episode, though, and I, um, I've got a few things that I really want to address. Obviously, I'll talk about the Six Nations as we are now into round three. And I want to talk about it because a lot of what I've said has been true. And then once I've spoken about, you know, I've talked about the Six Nations and I also want to mention a brief thought on the premiership that I've seen. Once that's all done, then I do really want to look into uh, a really big common mistake I've started to see with people that are trying to get fit and trying to get into shape for rugby. And it's something that, I don't know, it's a mindset sort of thing that i want to help you with and obviously you can see from the title what that's going to be but let's just get into the episode shall we and and not have me explain awkwardly exactly what's going to happen let's just get into it so yeah six nations happen once again and france as i predicted at the beginning of six nations have been turning it on they've had a couple years where they've been consecutive under 20s world champions couple of those boys are now in the team. They've obviously got Sean Edwards getting their aggressive line speed up. And then they've had, a <clears throat> as you need, at top level to win in, a narrow, in narrow games. They've had a little bit of luck as well, but they've been playing really, really well. I've been really impressed by their power. I've been really impressed. One of the things that impresses me most about the French at the minute is their depth that they've kept on attack. And you can see how much of a difference that makes because they are gunning it onto the ball. And therefore, they're creating a lot of space and being able to take advantage of that space because they're running at pace and it's been really awesome to watch there has been a little bit more structure with their attack and they've been awesome dupont is pretty much earning his name as the best at least best scrum half in the world i mean he's up there being the best player in the world at the minute to be honest he's been class uh pinot has been a little bit quiet but in general france are on point they um has Pinot even been playing? He's been that quiet that I'm not even sure he's been playing. I, 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 To be honest, I didn't catch all of the games. I Actually, the only game I have watched uh, live was the Italy-Scotland monstrosity. And you know when the cliche of rugby where they say that you know you've got to earn the right to go wide? Well, that is absolutely true. And what happened in that game is both teams sort of lacked the power, or Scotland had the edge in the power slightly. But both teams sort of lacked the power to be able to get over that gain line, to be able to earn the right to go right. Both teams sort of, when they would run, had their short runners. When they had their forwards hitting it up, they were they were like losing ground, and therefore the defense ended up getting set even easier. And then when they went wide, sometimes it was good, but you know it's a lot more difficult to make those few final passes and and back those breaks up. You can you can stretch a team well. But if they're already set, they're they're usually going to recover okay. Whereas if you've got them on the back foot, that's when you score the tries. And speaking of scoring tries, obviously in that England game, England scored some good tries, but uh, Ireland kind of looked out of it. They look like they haven't really moved on from a few years back when they were really dominant. And I think it was even Brian O'Driscoll said, even when they were dominant, they still struggled in those big games. Because they play such a simple game plan – that sort of game plan is going to get you so far against most teams, but when you come up up again, time and time again against the cream of the crop, you're going to find you know they're going to ask you some questions that you just can't answer with basic one-up runners and kick and chase. You know, so yeah, I, I just thought that it was a it was an interesting six nations. We got another week off, and uh, actually, where am I in the predictions pool? Let's let's. Let's uh look it up live on the podcast here. Um Oh, I'm mid table. Which is not very good considering that I've just said about how smart I mean, maybe that just goes how goes to show how smart you guys are that are listening. But if I'm if you're halfway if you're mid table in a in a predictions league or in a fantasy league, that probably means you're towards the bottom because those guys at the bottom more often than not give up halfway through. So Whoopsie-daisy, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Or maybe maybe I'm making these predictions with my heart on Super Brew. I don't really know. Anyway, that's enough Six Nations chat. I think it's going to be an interesting end to the championship. I believe France now have to be odds-on favourites to clinch it and potentially clinch a Grand Slam. They've got maybe one tough game against... Ireland or maybe one tough game against Scotland, I think one of those teams will flop and one of those teams actually might turn over the French because as cliched as it is to say, you never know what bloody France side is going to show up and it would be just as French for them to just just blow one game even though they are by far and away in this championship the, the best team because they've got the power and they've got the pace and they've got the genius and the, the skills. and And for once, they've really got... <clears throat> the aggressive defence. Oh, and the one thing I wanted, I I haven't been watching too much premiership rugby recently. I don't know if it's because I've been travelling a fair bit. I was back in the UK last week, which surely that would make it easier, but it doesn't because I've just been really busy the whole time. And although I sometimes justify watching rugby as work, uh, which is ridiculous enough, I also class sometimes making memes as work. I haven't just haven't had the time to, to watch some of the games. So, Having watched the predictions, I mean the predictions, having watched the highlights, I did find that um, it's, I'm a little bit disappointed in Saracens. I haven't really spoken about this, and I've been asked about it a few times, about this Saracens situation as someone that used to be involved in the club, and I know I've got some friends that are involved in the club. Um, the situation, to, me, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm not really bothered about it. Like It's very much a... Board slash political slash organizational issue. And I think as a player, you're nothing more than a member of staff. And if you're part of a company that ends up you know going bust or whatever, you don't you don't view that as part of your identity, you know? And as a player, you don't view that as your identity as like, oh my god, I'm a cheat. Or, oh my god, my club's done wrong. I can't believe this. You you just you go you go about every week trying to win that game that's coming up that week, and that's that's all you're focused on. You're not worried about who's being paid what. You're not worried about conforming to the salary cap. You're just de- essentially dealing with the contracts that you're being offered because, you know, you want to play your best rugby and you wanna earn your keep for doing so. And I don't really think there's too much going into it as as far as players are concerned. Everyone was trying to big up the fact that England's you know, the players that are at Saracens are going to be at odds with the players that aren't at Saracens and all this. And I just haven't seen any of it. I don't think that's happening. I think, if anything, it might be a relief for some of the players that you almost get a year sabbatical if you stick with Saracens. You know, you have a full year of just training. And that might be good for England. It might be really good for the Lions. Like, if you look at what Japan managed to do where they took most of their players out for a full year leading up to the World Cup... You can probably iron out some really good things. And you look at New Zealand when they won the World Cup a few years back. Half of their players took sabbaticals, if not nearly all of their players in their squad took sabbaticals where they took most of the Super Rugby season off and it paid off for them. And yeah, it's, it's I mean, it kind of sucks for Saracens as an organization. It, it sort of tampers their reputation. Although they haven't lost their um, actual trophies that they've won. They haven't been... They haven't revoked their championships, which is kind of strange because I remember that happened to Melbourne Storm when they got done with the sal- salary cap. But that's by the by. This whole situation, I, I can relate to it somewhat closely for went from when I was playing at Amptill myself, and we won our league convincingly. We won it with like you know s- two months to go, and we rested a bunch of players for for a game, and and there were other dodgy decisions that got made towards the end of the season. And the RFU essentially blocked the promotion to the next league. And as a player, you know it sucks because you know you've earned your right to, like Saracens, you know you've earned your right to be at the top of the league. You've earned your right to win every game every week. You haven't done anything out of the the outside of the rules. You've just done what you can every single week, and you've just won all your games. And if that means that you don't get promoted or if that means that your team gets relegated, you don't see that as part of your identity. You just worry about winning every single fucking week. And that's, that's all I ever did when, when I was playing. And that's all I ever do as a coach. And that's all I ever want for the players that I coach. And you know, it's all about the next week and trying to win that next game, doing whatever you can in your control. And so if, so, if there's been mistakes from whatever above, yeah, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but you, you don't feel bad for it. You, you just win every game. And, and you know, a lot of the Exeter Chiefs, I think they're the one side that I feel like maybe, you know, can definitely have some sour grapes, but and then even then, you look at their players and they they just will say, well, we should have beaten that Saracens, you know, we believe that we should have beaten that Saracens side, especially in last uh, the last Premiership final when they were, they were quite away in the lead and they managed to relinquish it. And so, you know, it's not that, it's not that, it's okay to, go. you know, if there's a rule that's set in place and that salary cap is set in place, you've got to abide by that. But at the end of the day, your job as a rugby player, your duty as a rugby player is to try your best to win every single game that you play. And it's easy to overanalyze the unimportant things. It's really easy to invest a lot of mental energy into stuff that just doesn't really matter. And I think that's, actually, that really leads me perfectly Onto the point of the podcast. And that is sometimes you don't need more fucking information. And that, that is a really weird thing to say on a podcast that is about giving rugby players the best information that they can to be the best rugby player that can be, to help you guys make improvements in the gym with your nutrition, with your recovery. But at the end of the day, we are we are not struggling to get information as a, that's not our problem right now. Our biggest problem, and the biggest thing that's stopping most people from getting results, is the action that you are taking. It's not that you need to uh, make your program from a 9 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. It's that you need to actually fucking stick to your program, even if that program is a 6 out of 10. And I will always maintain that to be the case. And I, I wanted to come on this podcast and talk about this because I've had it a lot recently where I've been asked I've I've had asked guys to ask questions on the group uh Rugby Muscle Athletes as part of your method of entry because I don't want the group just to die and ha- and just be this pointless group where no one ever posts anything no one ever keeps up information. I want it to be relatively active and we're slowly building that to be, be a active Facebook group Robbie Muscle Athletes on Facebook just search for it fill in the information, and you'll become a member, but I want questions from the guys, I want you guys, I want to find out what you guys are struggling with as rugby players, I want to find out how you train right now, how possibly that can be altered in order to help you, whereas what most people just say is, oh, I'm just looking for tips, oh, I'm looking for help, and it's alarming to me now, because people want to have tips before they're even fucking doing anything, and it's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I uh, this isn't to pick on the whoever it was that asked. This because this this has been a thing that's been brewing in my head for a while, but it tipped me over the edge today when I was on the Facebook group and I, I po- made the post as I do to all of the new members and I say, hey. Uh, welcome aboard guys, now the last part of joining this group, is that I want you guys to ask a question, I want to help you guys, I want to help you guys before we've even started, because I feel like that's the way that you're going to get the most value on the group, that you're going to get value by me being able to answer a specific question, and then when guys keep joining, then that information is going to be stored on that Facebook group forever, and you know, people will be able to have that information up on the group, and use that to help their training, unfortunately we get people that join, and this isn't a knock to you guys, this isn't a knock to the people that have asked this question, this isn't a knock to the specific commenter whose name escapes me, but he says, you know, I'm just looking to join because I want to get as many tips as I can to help with my rugby training and really help me um, get a good workout to become the best player I can be. I said, that's great, I said, but at the minute, what are you doing now? Let's be specific. What are you doing now in the gym and he, he, said, he replied was like, "Oh, to be honest, I'm not actually in the gym right now. i'm not really doing too much So right that right there is that's that's where the problem lies. It confuses me because when we're looking at training, the way I can help you with training is first off, or with training and nutrition in general, you need to establish yourself some goals, and I always say how important goals are. Because that gives you a direction. If you don't have goals, you don't have a direction with your training. You're not going anywhere. You don't know where you need to go. You don't know if you're getting towards there because you have no measuring stick as to whether you're getting better or worse or as to whether you're stagnating as to whether you are making the progress that you need to become a better player. Because you don't even know what being a better player means because you haven't set any goals in order to identify what being a better player would mean for you. So when we're here talking about whether doing high reps or low reps is more important, whether we're talking about doing barbell movements versus bodyweight movements versus fitness versus whatever it is, right? If you don't know what you should be doing, none of this information is going to be relevant for you because none of it can be implemented because you don't know what you need to be doing. So if you're listening to this and you're not being you don't have any structure right now to your training then the information isn't going to be helpful for you so let's create some structure take a step back look at your rugby game or look at your physique look at whatever you want to improve and have some sort of end goal whether that's an end goal in weight and body composition whether that is an end goal of style of player you are whether that's an end goal of the lifestyle that you live and you know the the routine that you have within your gym and fitness and nutrition and how that training looks whether that's you know doing different obstacle course races whether that's constantly finding new challenges whatever it is look long term what do you want to achieve I'm talking three years plus what do you want to achieve and that doesn't have to be something that you're 100% definite about it just has to be a general sort of idea then You boil that down to within the next year or so, we're looking at the end of 2020, you're looking back on your year, and you're saying, right, I'm really happy that I've looked back and I've trained all of this year because I've achieved whatever it is, X, Y, Z, or Z, if you're a listener in the UK. You look back and you're like, I'm really happy because I've achieved this. Then you dial it back even more and say, what do I have to do in training in order to have achieved that? And you dial that back and you, you, know, you look for your next three months. How does that look? You look at your next one month. Then you look at setting out your training program or looking at different programs that will work for that period of time. And then you fucking crack on. That's how you start to make improvements. That's how you start to figure out what information you need because then once you've got a picture of what your current training program needs to look like, what you need to be doing this week in order to achieve the goals that you have for this next 1 to 3 months, then you know what sort of rep range you need to be using. You then you have more of an idea what of what movements you need to be using. Then you have an idea of how much you could commit to the gym and what a practical program would look like for you. You then do the same thing with your, with your diet. You look at how you want to improve your body composition, how your current diet looks. What do you currently eat? How do you currently eat? So what do you currently eat in terms of your food? What do you currently eat in terms of your protein? What do you currently eat in terms of your calories? How do you eat? How many meals do you eat? Do you eat consistently meals or do you eat three big meals and three small snacks? Do you eat six smaller meals? Do you eat one large meal at the end of every day? Do you have one day where you will have a breakfast, lunch and dinner, then you have another day where you haven't really planned it and you end up only having a pre-workout snack and then a big dinner? Do, are you okay with that sort of schedule? Do you find that sometimes your energy fluctuates and you don't have any idea? Do you have any idea what you're eating in general? Do you even think about it? Maybe it's just a start that you actually consider what you're eating on a daily basis, and you go onto MyFitnessPal and you start logging it. Maybe you've already, or you already are logging on MyFitnessPal. How many? calories carbohydrates do you eat on a daily basis do you eat a regular amount could that amount be different on training days versus non-training days are you feeling energized with your training are you is your weight moving in a direction you need to do it do you even need to change your diet do you have too much diet focus do you find that you're too obsessed with your diet and maybe long term that's going to hold you back all of these things are completely individual to you and whilst uh, the advice and the tips and the information that we can give and that you can research on the internet and that you can ask all these sorts of questions about what you should be doing, it's all great. But if you have no idea about how that applies to you, it's fucking useless information. It's mental masturbation. And I'm not going to finish this podcast with a rap. I just wanted to get that point out there. I wanted to make sure that we're not mentally masturbating ourselves into constantly because I've fallen into this trap, constantly trying to refine and draw out the perfect program, draw out the perfect diet, find out whatever I need to be to be perfect in order to get started. That doesn't fucking work, guys. It doesn't help you out. All it does is overwhelm you and stop you from taking the action that you need. Sometimes you need to take a step back, stop consuming information because that's just going to confuse you. It's going to stop you from staying consistent on the few things that you need to stay consistent on. And at the end of the day, consistency is the most important thing. And that's why we come up with a long-term process for Rubby Muscle Elite. We we sit down and we talk about your goals for the year. How how are you going to look back on your training? and be really uh, proud of yourself? How, what does that look like for you? You know, how, how are you as a player? How are you as a trainer? How much have you got stronger? Have you got fitter? Uh, have you got leaner? What sorts of accomplishments have you done that you look back and you're really proud of? Then from there, we build out the train and we build out the diet. And from there, we alter the diet and we alter the training week to week to week to ensure that you are progressing in the way that you want. And to ensure that you are a, as stress-free as you can be to ensure that you are consistent as possible because consistency is the key. We are overwhelmed with different tips, different facts, and a lot of which are bullshit. But even if you only find out good facts, you only find out the real good science, you find out all the perfect ways that you can train, none of that is going to be any use for you at all unless you figure out how you can be consistent with it and then you take action on consistently being consistent. <laughs> it's the only way I can say it. You have to take action on consistently being consistent. You keep showing up every day. You keep the plan, the plan. You keep improving where you need to. You make the small adjustments where you, where appropriate, but you're not creating a new program every time. You're not constantly looking for the one thing that you're missing. You're just refining the process that you are currently doing and staying hyper 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 consistent you're not one of these people that constantly tries to mentally masturbate and find out more information and find essentially what you are hoping to be that one magic pill that's going to get you the results it doesn't happen if there is a magic pill it's called consistency hope you guys enjoyed that episode hope you guys found that useful if you did Go ahead and go to iTunes or go to Stitcher and give us a five-star review. Type up, say I enjoyed the solo episodes. I enjoy these little rants because I will start doing these if they get good, some good feedback. If not, we'll switch back to our regular Q&As next week. And coming up on Thursday, Nick Littlehales, the sleep expert, is joining me on the podcast. He's not mad at me for losing his podcast onto this Mac in front of me. He actually was once again an awesome guest I'm upset that you missed out on the last episode because it just stopped existing, but I'm happy that you get to listen to it because this guy is really wise and he this podcast that I've just recorded right now is actually a good prelude to it because we over analyze a lot of things and it's easy, especially now with sleep to find out all the different hacks that you can do. but hopefully Nick will dial that back and really help you guys understand what is really important about your recovery thank you guys so much for listening i haven't got anything more to say if you're interested in our coaching visit rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite and you'll be able to join rugby muscle elite the one-on-one bespoke coaching service that organizes your training your nutrition your recovery and your rugby game all of your physical life Like, not your physical life, but your physical improvement life. Organizes all of that stuff around you in order to reach your goals around your lifestyle. That's rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite. Fill out the form there and I will reach out to you and we'll have a chat and see if the coaching service is right for you. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys in the next one.